Welcome to Main Street Today, a podcast or what we describe as radio on demand. Music, lifestyle, business, sports, feel-good stories about you and where you live. I'm Devin O'Day, and I'll be your host for this shareable show. For more on each story, you can subscribe and visit us at MainStreetMediaTN.com. Follow us on Facebook and reach out to me if you have a story. Main Street Today starts now. The award-winning Tennessee Wildcast Extra is on the air. For the latest in outdoor news, information, and inspiration, here's your host, Jason Harmon. Welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad you're tuning in. Uh, we've got a cool show for you today. We're excited to have David Lowry with us. He's one of our outreach coordinators here at the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. And Hank Weldon, is, he's a Bass Nation director. And it's all about high school bass fishing and, and bass fishing in general today. It's going to be a fun show. Don King is helping me shuffle the cards Yeah, you bet. You bet, Jason. Thanks for the invite. Looking forward to hearing what the guys are going to tell us about high school bass nation here. I'm excited, too. I'm going to learn a lot today. David is... It's fairly new to the agency. Introduce yourself, David. I'm David Lowry. I am R3 and project manager for outreach for the outreach and communications. We're out. We're going out regularly these days to ponds in the metro areas trying to bring in new people to fish. Mm-hmm. So we've got a first catch trailer coming in soon. We're going out to these ponds and, and finding all kinds of people who've never had the opportunity, never had anybody to mentor them, anything like that to come out and fish. Tuesday, there was a lady, 38 years old, caught her first fish. Awesome. So Mike and I were out there. Of course, Mike Parsley, our assistant chief, we had a guy uh, in the last week or so, 70 years old and never really fished. Oh, wow. And and part of me wanted to get him like a lawyer for a lawsuit to help him out. <laughs> I mean, if you, you're 70 and you haven't fished, that's just awful. But, you know, we're doing those things with the agency. We're going to work on some hunting things as well. Just trying to bring new people into the sport of any age of any demographic also to bring back people in that maybe they got out and we want them to come back in and be part of the hunting fishing and shooting family and david you mentioned the r3 that's recruitment retention and reactivation get those new new folks in with the recruitment retain folks and reactivate folks who have have left us for whatever reason we want them back in you know i kind of wandered into this through my efforts with bass nation and tournament bass fishing for youth and i've been involved in that for quite some time i got initially involved with a group called the national bass fishing trail which is an adult and junior organization i'm still involved with them my son has Hank and I fish that still. Just finished fourth on the adult side in the Nationals over at Douglas wow. a couple weeks ago. Awesome. First time he'd placed on the adult side. That's He's cool. a former junior national champion with them, so... Daddy was real proud again. I mean, he he's 23. He doesn't really want me to gush that much, but uh, but Dad gets emotional about watching watching him do well. I bet he can talk some smack to you though when he's, oh, yeah. when he's he, uh, on the road. He gives me all kinds yeah. of grief. He's also a, a on the road electrician these days, so you know he's he's learned how to harass people properly. That and all the army reunions I've had, but. The tournament bass fishing through the school side in 2011 when Hank was going into high school. We didn't have a team at the high school, and high school fishing started a year or two before that, kind of following on the tails of the college fishing. So I got a team started at Grundy County High School so that he'd have the opportunity to chase those scholarships and fish. Uh Then in 2014, 
the gentleman on the crew in Birmingham decided that Bassmaster was going to get into high school fishing, which has been the biggest blessing under the sun because Bassmaster does a, a fantastic job, the Bass Nation. We see Hank, but John Stewart's a part of that. John Stewart's the, mm-hmm. the Bass Nation director, and they do a, a great job. We are out of time for today, but join us again for more Tennessee Wildcast Extra. Hi, I'm Charlie Daniels. When I was a kid, I loved baseball and football and all kind of stuff, but my favorite pastime was when my daddy would get me up early in the morning we'd go hunting or fishing. Out in the fresh air, on the water, or back in the woods, and you learn a lot. You got kids, take them hunting, take them fishing. Join me. Buy a hunting or fishing license. Let's keep wildlife in Tennessee. That's a doggone good thing. Buy your license at GoOutdoorsTennessee.com. Aw, don't we love hearing the voice of Charlie Daniels? We will miss him every day, but his voice talking about his beloved Tennessee outdoors will always be a blessing. If you didn't know, many high schools in Tennessee have fishing teams which offer a wonderful opportunity to apply for fishing team scholarships for anglers who are college-bound. TWRA supports these programs and others that encourage the responsible sportsmanship and conservation at all of our beautiful Tennessee outdoor venues. You can also view Tennessee Wildcast videos on their YouTube channel. Boatrivet is an ownership partner at Chevrolet Buick GMC of Murfreesboro, the winner of five Main Street Awards for Rutherford County, not just for sales, but for service and a whole lot more. Just a few minutes of inspiring conversation with Bo or listening to his radio show, Bo Knows Cars, Saturday mornings from 8 to 9 Central on 1510 WLAC, you'll hear the underlying foundation that brings success to that dealership. You realize really quickly, Bo does not fit any stereotype for a car dealer. There's so many misperceptions about the automobile business, and I've been doing this for a long time, and it gets old being the guy that everybody thinks is going to rip somebody off or roll bad people and uh, have bad reputations and some of it was earned back in the 60s and 70s but today's car business is completely transparent we're not necessarily bad people we're just human beings that come to work we have a job selling cars and it doesn't have to be an adversarial situation every time you could almost run for office <laughs> well i uh, i refuse to do that my dad did that back in the uh, 90s and i saw him on the local level he we were from florida and uh, my oh. father was a county commissioner down in flag County, and I saw just how much um, hatred was spewed his way when I knew what he was trying to do and do the right thing. I thought, there, there's just no way I'd get into that. People already hate me. I'm a car dealer, right? I mean, <laughs> they're just going to make it worse if I'm a car dealer and a politician. <laughs> They'll never, my kids would never be able to go back out in public. They don't hate you. Did you realize <laughs> that the Main Street Award, your name just kept coming back and coming back? You do things differently at your car dealership than most. I'm not going to say than most because I don't know most. I know a few and I know the good and the bad because I hear complaints because I'm in media. You know, people will complain and people love. But you literally came out on top in every category that had a car or a set of wheels dealing with it from service to sales to getting your car taken care of on a regular basis. How many awards did you take? Well, we got new car sales, used car sales, um, service department, tire center, and oil change. Five Main Street Awards. Yeah, I'm I'm proud of that. We, uh, 2019 um, was the first year. I moved up here in 2016, and uh, 
took over the dealership. I bought in. I'm, I'm a partner here. I'm a minority partner, but the majority partner um, is lives in Florida, and he's here rarely. So um, the daily operations are left to me, and I, I do the best I can. But my point was that in 2019, we were finally awarded the uh, Mark of Excellence Award for General Motors, which is only given to the top 100 dealerships in the nation. And it's not based on sales. It's based on sales, customer satisfaction index. Um, there's seven different metrics that you have to meet. Um, I'm really proud of everybody that's here because, look, I don't go sell cars. and I don't go work on cars. And I rarely am the person out there talking to people in the service lane. I go talk to all of the customers I can, but I, I'm not the person they deal with on a daily basis. And so everything that's happened here very little of it had to do with me. Most of it has to do with all of my people. And the talent that I need to possess is the one to know who are the right people to take care of the customers and instill that in them. And I think we've done a good job of making sure that I had the right people that all want to take care of the customer and realize that um, it's a heck of a lot easier to keep a customer than it is to get a customer. So you just have to do the right thing. It comes down to just doing the right thing. You know, I love that integrity about you. I, you have a common denominator as I was listening to you talk about just life because that's what you do on your radio show. It's not just about car dealers, right. dealership or selling cars. It really is about doing the right thing. One of the things that I've heard, especially in the last 20 years, I mean, literally 20 years, is you can't find good help. It's really hard. How is it? How have you attracted such a good team around you? I don't really know that it's that hard. I think that inherently human beings want to be good, right? I think, look, we've, we've always had this thing in the car business where I started with my partner in 1985. I was 20 years old and he was, I don't know, I guess Mr. Taylor was 34, 35 at the time. And we've I've kind of grown up with him, and he's uh, he now has 110 dealerships, and I'm just a partner in one of them. One of the things that we used to talk about all the time was 2% of the people are going to try to, to screw you over, right? 2% of the people are going to be dishonest. 2% of the people are going to try to, to take advantage of you. The problem is you don't know which 2% it is. And so if you just assume that everybody is trying to do the right thing, now you can pick out a few because they're just egregious errors. but with that same thought process that 2% of the people are gonna to try to take advantage of you, that same thought process exists when it comes to employees. 2% of them are gonna be bad people. And so I think that it's not necessarily, I've done a great job finding the people. I think that they're already good people and you just have to instill in them that it's okay to take care of the customer. One of the things that I've, I've always tried to do is people have been mad at me because they, they get to my managers and my managers say, look, you don't need to talk to Bo. What do you need? I'll handle it. No, I just want to talk to Bo. And I will deal with any customer that wants to talk to me. But I also know that it's not necessary because my managers are empowered to do whatever they want to do make the decision to take care of the customer. And they all know, we started this about two or three years ago. I was having a conversation with somebody and I said, just go take care of them like it was your mother. If that was your mother, what would you do, right? And so go take care of them like that. If you just think about it like it's a family member, what would you do if it was your own family member? Right's right, wrong's wrong, whether they're your family member or not. 
But if you treat them like they were your family member, it comes across a lot easier and better for the customer and for the for the employee. I don't necessarily know that I've attracted so much, such good employees so much as I've just empowered all of them to do the right thing. And it just makes it easier. To hear the full conversation with Bo Trivet, subscribe to this network. To find his dealership on the web, go to the longest URL in the world. He said that. <laughs> www.chevroletbuickgmcofmurfreesboro.com More contact information is in the notes of this podcast. It's the Summer Smiles Contest from Main Street. Enter to win two nights at Gaylord Opryland Hotel and Resort, plus tickets to Soundways, Gaylord's premier indoor-outdoor water attraction. You'll have plenty to smile about when you enter the Summer Smiles Photo Contest presented by Delta Dental for a chance to win a family staycation prize package for four. In addition to the grand prize, entries will have a chance to win local prizes from area merchants. To enter, click on the camera icon on the contest tab at wilsonpost.com. Register and to upload your photo into the Summer Smiles Photo Gallery. Photo entries will be accepted through Thursday, August 20th. So hurry, the grand prize winner will be notified by email on or before Saturday, August 22nd. Summer Smiles, Delta Dental, Main Street Media. Enter today and let your smiles make us smile. Yay! I'm Jenny Willett. And Kurt Willett. When there's a big name pharmacy on every corner with national advertising on every outlet, Jenny and Kurt Willett took on Goliath when they purchased and continued the tradition of above and beyond customer service at Health Mart in Hendersonville. When the Main Street Awards asked for the top pharmacy in Sumner County, I mean the whole county, Little Health Mart, tucked away in a strip center on Main Street, Health Mart came out on top. Let's meet this couple whose hometown pharmacy is a labor of love. Being a, a Main Street Award winner is not something that you really even can campaign for. You just have people that write your name in and that many people in this area put you as their favorite. Tell me a little bit about what you do here at Health Mart. We are an independent pharmacy. We not only offer retail, your traditional prescription filling, but we do compounding pharmacy, and we also compliance bubble packing for long-term care facilities. Tell me a little bit more about the long-term care work that you do. When it's time for a member of your family reaches that stage of their life to seek help in living circumstances or in a facility or something, we help assist you in that process by providing the medications for them. And it's individualized, bubble-packed, so that it assists with minimizing med errors, and it also helps the facility nurse and administer it as well. And let you know if doses were missed and it just kind of helps with the transition process. It helps with a lot of processes. Getting medication right for even a custodial child that's very active, it's really, really hard. And I think that when they get started, a lot of people just give up because they can't get their own medications right. Right. Compliance is always a very big issue with people and bubble packing helps with compliance. It helps you see if you missed a dose that day, that way you can get back on track. 
tell me about compounding pharmacy because I've heard about compounding and people say, yeah, but can you find a compounding pharmacy? They're not common. What is that? That's one of my passions that I hold very dearly. After we met in pharmacy school, she's from here, born and raised here in Hendersonville, and I kind of drug her kicking and screaming to Texarkana, Texas, because there was a job opportunity for me in compounding. That's what I practice and really gets me excited as far as the opportunity there for patients. You know, if you have a, a dog that maybe can't take a capsule, well, we can compound it into a suspension for that dog and flavor it with, you know, fish, chicken, bacon, things like that to help facilitate that process. Same with kids. They can be pretty finicky as far as what they can and can't take. And, you know, you can try to coax them with some chocolate syrup, but sometimes that doesn't work or you don't want to go that route. So we can do creams, suspensions, things like that. And then also the the hormone replacement to help people in that time of their life as far as bridge those gaps. See, that's why I know about compounding pharmacy because everybody's saying they go, uh, you might want to talk to somebody about compounding pharmacy, okay? When you said I'm going, might be talking to me. So this, you do do that. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. yes. So if someone, they're going through that, the change, mm-hmm. they're going through all the hot flashes and all those issues and taking sometimes the hormones, the synthetic hormones are a little tough, but the bioidentical or the compounding ones that you do are a little different. How are they? So they actually mimic exactly the structure that's already in your body. So it just makes for a smoother transition. Whereas some of the synthetic ones, there may be, think of it kind of like jigsaw puzzle pieces and so one of them may it would fit but not just entirely precise whereas the bioidentical mimic the ones more closely of of your body so i've heard they're safer too yes there's definitely more side effects the bioidentical doesn't relieve all the possible side effects and stuff like that there's a lot of conflicting reports And so it's kind of hard to know what to believe and what not to believe. I just know we've had really, really good results with our patients with our bioidentical hormones. I know several husbands that have told me that they will go (laughs) through broken glass to get here. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We hear it all the time from from wives that say, please, for my husband's sake and our marriage's Mm -hmm. sake, can you get this ready for us by such and such? And and we always get a good chuckle out of that and try to help them out in, in that situation. How long have you guys been here? So we bought the pharmacy from Ralph Williams March 1st of 2018. So a little over two years now. Now he's had the pharmacy, I think it was 34 years, 33 years that he owned the pharmacy prior to us relocating back and purchasing it from him. How do you get the word out about what you do that's so special when there's huge competition everywhere? And here you are, and you guys are our Main Street Award winner. So tell me, how do you get the word out? I think it's just about personal relationships that we develop in word of mouth. When you come here, you are not just a number. I know you by name, and I know your family. And so people want that relationship with their pharmacist. You're not just a number here. So they go and tell everybody that. And, you know, one thing that I can say is you can go anywhere and be treated poorly. Because a lot of times you're in here and you're not at your best. You just come from the doctor or whatever. So anything we can do to help assist that and help get you better and make your day better, that's what we want to do. 
Well, I've got to ask you the question because everybody's asking COVID-19. How close are we? I mean, what have you heard as in the pharmacy industry? What have you heard? There's no end in sight, unfortunately. I mean, we, we haven't heard of one. So we were actually just from a personal level, we were trying to gather supplies and stuff and prepare for a fall flare up is what we were kind of expecting. Now it doesn't look like it's going to be a flare up. It looks like it may just continue through. So we don't know. We just we're taking it one day at a time, try to do the best that we can and pray and and see what tomorrow brings. We are trying to keep stuff in stock for our patients. We have face masks. We've been Mm -hmm. trying to keep hand sanitizer in. All those are in really high demand right now, and it's been very hard to find. Luckily, we do have the face masks available right now for purchase, but we're just trying to keep all of our drugs in stock to assist our patients. That's one thing that we've really noticed that a lot of people, and, and we're guilty of it too, forget about is supply lines. A lot of things, they shut down factories because of the COVID, you know, afraid of passing it along. So there may be a lag time as far as manufacturing process and then the shipping and logistics of it. And so it's it's part of it. But we've seen, especially with our patients, everyone's really understanding. You know, everybody kind of just says, hey, this is our first pandemic too, you know, and, and we're, everybody's trying to help each other out and make it through it and survive, basically. How are we handling China making so many of the drugs? Has that affected our supply? Absolutely. Yes. India too. Uh, I think India actually was one of the first ones that shut down. I don't know for sure, but they might have beat China to some of the the halting the process. But those are the two top ones manufactured in the drugs, and we're definitely seeing it on our end. Luckily, I know what our patients are on, so I've been very proactive looking at the recall list if there's something is on back order. Luckily, we have a couple different options on where to buy our drugs. So that's the flexibility that we have as an independent instead of a big that are just tied to one manufacturer or wholesaler to buy from. So it's all about because we know our customers, we can keep that open opportunity of looking for drugs and doing the best for our patients. People hoarded toilet paper. (laughs) What have they done with their prescriptions? (laughs) You know, luckily, insurances are allowing 90-day supplies Mm -hmm. to be covered. Mm -hmm. So we are trying to be proactive and get our patients on 90 days just in case if that recall happens or we can't get it in. Where people um, start hoarding, you know, things like that exactly. as, as far as that. Jenny and I have noticed great response from the Governor Lee. He, he wrote a thing saying, if you can't get a hold of your doctor during this time of emergency, the pharmacist can give a one-time 90-day refill. So it's helped bridge that gap and everybody. It, that's one thing that is pretty amazing is not only in the pharmacy and healthcare industry, but just everywhere, the small town, hometown, help your neighbors is alive and well. We're seeing that everywhere. I mean, that that's the thing that gives me hope. And I find that more people are reverting back to that. Yeah. Let's shop local. Yep. Let's help our local businesses. And that's what they're doing. And we appreciate that so much. You know, we try to eat out at all the local restaurants and support each other because we're just a, a local family here in town in Hendersonville. And we are affected and we want to make for sure other families are supported during this time. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Health Mart is at 247 West Main Street in Hendersonville. Their phone number is 615-824-2179. They're open Monday through Friday, 9.30 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. It's a compounding pharmacy, and if you're interested in pharmacy service for a loved one in your care, ask how Health Mart can help. 
HendersonvilleHealthMart.com is how you find them on the web. I'm Devin O'Day. Here on the Main Street Today Network, we have a show in our Ask the Expert series called Six Feet Away with Randy Nash, the owner of Sumner Funeral and Cremation in Gallatin, Tennessee, and the youngest president for the Tennessee Funeral Directors Association. That show has quickly become one of our most downloaded ones. We ask the questions, not just the ones about planning a funeral, but those questions. We started the series Six Feet Away. It's so popular. People really love it. And I think part of it, Randy, is that we're asking things that everybody wants to know, but everybody's afraid to ask these questions. Because I think that some people have the th- thought, if I ask the questions, I might be next. You know, you know that thing that you worry about? Do you ever have people that come in here that are, are scared to ask you anything because it's kind of morbid to them? I think so. I think people, it's a... Um... There's a lot of things about death that's still really taboo. What's funny to me is people call and say, I have a really weird question. And I, my response every time is like, I'm a funeral director and there's no weird questions. I promise you. You can't ask me something that is going to blow my mind or just stump me. And I guess, guess that could happen, but it doesn't happen very often. People, you know, there's a lot of people that are just unsure about death and, you know, what happens before, what happens after. And so they ask questions about that. They're, they're always curious about, you know, the embalming process and preparation process and how that works out. And then they're like, well, who does the embalming one? I'll say, well, I'll do it. I do a fair amount of our, the embalming that we do. Um, I do have some people that help us with that from time to time. But they're like, well, you do that too? I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, I've decided that I want to do this for a living. My dad told me, he said, you know, son, if you're going to do something, you need to know how to do everything from the front to the back. And I had several funeral director friends and mentors tell me the same thing. And, and that's not to say that there are funeral directors out there who may not have an embalmer's license that are not um, good at what they do, because there definitely are plenty of them. But I feel like it's neat to be able to, to do everything, because there are days that it's busy out in the front of the building, and you just want to be in the back and do your thing and not be bothered, and that's, that's okay, too. So, But yeah, people ask all kinds of weird questions. Subscribe to these podcasts to hear Six Feet Away with Randy Nash. If you have a question for Randy, you can leave a comment here. To find more answers directly, call Randy through SumnerFuneral.com. Jamie O'Neill, a female voice of the Power 90s. She's got new music, and she'll tell us all about it in an upcoming full episode of Main Street Music. Here's a sneak peek. So go ahead, wreck me now, tell me. I want to ask you about this new project that's coming. What are some of the songs that we have to look forward to? What are some of the themes that we've got? There's definitely love songs in there, you know, whether it's new love and falling in love and abandoning any walls that you had up about feeling that way. Um, There's a song called Closer to Closure that's pretty cool about being cheated on and and then taking those steps that you need to take to get that person out of your life. I re-recorded my hits as well, and I'm, I've done kind of different versions of them, which is cool. I can't wait for people to hear that, um, those different versions. They're not that different, but they're different enough that you would know there's, hey, what's this difference to this track? You know what I mean? You'd, you'd be able to tell. 
it was pretty cool to be able to go back in and, and redo those songs. Even some of them are down like a half step. I cut them down a half step. Like with Arizona, I mean, that song is 20 years old. And even when I started touring and playing every night, I lowered the key a half step. So we cut it in that key, which is kind of cool because you'll be able to tell that difference. You promised her a new and better life in Arizona. New music from Jamie O'Neill. Subscribe here to hear the full interview with Jamie and hear some sneak peeks for her new music and the songs that are available right now. One of the things we've probably taken for granted is good old-fashioned communication. There's no one way to reach people, so we here at Main Street are communicating through every means possible to make the messages of our hometown accessible. So whether it's a Facebook video, online news, our traditional newspapers available in newsstands or for an unbelievably affordable subscription price or here in our podcast, something we like to call Radio On Demand. You can follow us, you can subscribe, you can even clip an article and send it to someone in the mail. We are your hometown. We are your main street. And don't forget to share. <laughs>